0: Well, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Darlene, for that beautiful, beautiful song. And thank you, Phil, for filling in uh, this morning for Luke. Take your Bible, if you would, and turn to Luke, chapter 3. Luke, chapter 3. And I want to preach a message entitled, A Voice from Heaven. A Voice from Heaven. As you know, on Sunday mornings... Uh, We are walking through the Gospel according to Luke, and uh, we want to see what uh, Jesus saw. Uh, We want to walk where Jesus walked. We want to hear His parables, sermons, and prayers, and experience His miracles. And this morning, we are going to look at the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. And interestingly enough, Uh, This amazing event in his life is only mentioned in about 10 verses in the Gospels. And so we're going to be pulling from those, but we're going to be looking at the baptism of Jesus. Now, I've been baptizing folks for about 35 years. And I have baptized in the ocean before. I have baptized in swimming pools uh, I baptized in lakes and rivers and, and uh, the Jordan River. Um, some of you are going in January with me to Israel, and I'm going to baptize some of you in the Jordan River. And um, uh, One time I baptized someone that I'll never forget. I was pastoring in Middle Tennessee, and I was also chaplain for the police department there in that area. And the sheriff called and said that there was a prisoner in the hospital and could I drop by and could I share with him and pray with him. Well, I was really tied up and I could not make it, but uh, one of my associate pastors dropped by and uh, about an hour later he texted me uh, and he said, uh, preacher, he said, guess what? I just led him to faith in Jesus Christ. I said, boy, that's awesome. That is wonderful. And so um, I talked to the sheriff about baptism. And on a day of that week, the sheriff allowed that inmate, that prisoner, to be brought to a river there in Middle Tennessee. And um, we gathered at that river And I watched as that inmate got out of this police car. And he was handcuffed and his legs were shackled. And I thought to myself, right when he got out, I thought, I can't imagine the look on his face. He knows he's about to go back to prison after he gets out of the hospital and is just charged completely. But I'm telling you, when he got out of that police car, the smile that was on his face was amazing, because he may be an inmate, he may have been a prisoner, but he had met Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and I'm telling you, when he met Jesus, he got the goods, and so he walked to the river, and I'll never forget, as he made his way to that river, and a deputy looked at me, and uh, and it was a quick moving river. I'll never forget what he said. He said, Preacher, whatever you do, don't drop him or we may never find him again. That was a little disconcerting, but uh, that was a neat baptism. That's a neat time of, of baptism. But what I'm about to read to you this morning is incredible. It's only two verses. But I want us to picture what happened, and, and just play it out in your mind as, as we read our text today. So Luke chapter 3, would you stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's holy word? Luke 3, and notice beginning in verse 21. Luke 3 and verse 21. When all the people were baptized... It came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. Now let me ask you a question. I want you to look up at me. Do you believe that happened? Amen. I believe that happened. It's mentioned in each of the Gospels that the heaven was opened. And notice this in verse 22. Notice this. And the Holy Spirit... Descended in bodily form, that is unique to Luke's gospel, in bodily form, like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. What a truth. What a passage. Let's pray together. Father God... In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just bow before you. And Lord, I just pray right now that you would help us to see, God, what we need to see. Father, I pray that you would give me clarity of thought an excellent recall of the things that I've studied, those things that I've bathed in prayer. And Father, I ask right now, Lord Jesus, that you might increase and that I might decrease. Father, I pray this morning... That we might see truth. And Lord, I just ask one more time, not from rote, but from the bottom of my heart, I pray that you would draw a circle around this preacher and let the fire of heaven fall. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. There are several things that I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture uh, this morning. And they're going to be simple things as we sort of unpack these two verses. First of all, I want us to notice the when of this event. The when. When when did it happen? The Bible says in verse 21, when all the people were baptized. What what Luke is saying is this. When everyone that responded to John's preaching to step forward for baptism, when they were baptized, when, when that took place, Jesus steps forward. Uh, This began the public ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he was 30 years of age. And then it says this in Luke's gospel. It says this, And while he prayed, while he prayed, that is also the when. You see, that's not mentioned in any other gospel. The fact that it was when Jesus was praying that all of this took place. And one of the reasons that I love the gospel of Luke is because it is replete with the prayers of Jesus. I want you to notice, if you will, this is not on the screen and it's not in your bulletin, but chapter 5 of Luke, if you'll notice chapter 5 of Luke and verse 16, listen to these words. You can just flip over there if you want to. Chapter 5 and verse 16, it says this, So he, Jesus himself, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. And then a page over in chapter 6 and verse 12, the Bible says this, Now it came to pass in those days that when he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And then a couple of pages over in chapter 9 and verse 18, the Bible says this. And it happened as he was alone praying, that his disciples joined him, and he asked them, saying, Who do the crowds say that I am? And then, if you'll notice that same chapter, chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. Now, it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain, notice this, to pray. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. And then in chapter 11 and verse verse 1, chapter 11 and verse 1, It says this, Now it came to pass, as he was praying, in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And then one last one, in chapter 22, the Bible says, in verse 41, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and he prayed. You say, Pastor, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is this. If Jesus prayed, I need to pray. Amen? If Jesus prayed, you need to pray. We need to have a conference call with God the Father. If Jesus found it necessary to continually depend on his Father, friend, we need to continually depend on God the Father in prayer. That's why Paul said to pray without ceasing. You see, many of us go through so many different things, and and what happens is pride will, will, will rear its ugly head, And what we'll say is this, preacher or friend, I don't need to pray. I'm going to take care. I'm just going to take care of it myself. That's what I've always done. I I just take care of it myself. And preacher, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, I got news for you. You're not a dog, and this is not a trick. Amen? This is the Word of God. And the Bible says, wow, he prayed. That is the when. And then I want you to notice the where. The where. Matthew and Mark's gospel tell us that he came from Nazareth of Galilee. Matthew and Mark also tells us that it was in the Jordan region and this was the Jordan River. Isaiah, that great prophet of old, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 1, he placed The Messiah, the promised Messiah in that area. Notice what it says. It's on the screen. Isaiah 9 and verse 1. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. And when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Natala, and afterward more heavily oppressed her, and the way of the sea, notice this, Beyond the Jordan, beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. It's not on the screen, but verse 2 said this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And friend, I'm here to tell you this morning, that light was Jesus. That light was Jesus. And so Isaiah brings this truth, the promised Messiah, 700 years before Jesus was born. He gives him there that he would be in that Jordan region. And so where is is simple? It's it's Jordan, the Jordan River. I'm telling you, there's nothing magical about that river. Been in that river several times. It's just a muddy, old, cold river. It's just where Jesus was baptized. Nothing magical about it, but Jesus was baptized there. And so we notice the when, and we notice the where, but I want you to quickly notice the third thing, and that is the what. How was he baptized? The word, the Greek word, means to immerse. That Greek word uh, was used in some literature when a boat would sink and submerge or go completely under the water. That Greek word there is used for clothing that was dyed, that was placed in a basin and completely put under the water. So how was Jesus baptized? Jesus was baptized. The Bible says he went into the water, and and the gospel says this, he came up out of the water. I believe with all of my heart as I look at baptism that that baptism is when we are placed under the water completely and, and we're brought back up out of the water. Because it is a picture of the gospel. It is a picture of the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I said the Bible says that Jesus came straightway out of the water. I'll never forget hearing about R.G. Lee. He's a great preacher. Man, he's a great preacher. And R.G. Lee went to another church to preach, and it was another denomination. And he was up there, and it was a real quiet denomination. Very few amens, sort of like here this morning. <laughs> Just real quiet. Real quiet. Amen thank you real quiet and and yet when he was preaching for some reason this real quiet church they got into it they got they got into it and they were some amens and uh one or two people even raised their hands as baptists we do this we don't get much above it was right here but but uh, they, they, they raised their hands, and they were saying amen. And, and R.G. Lee was, I mean, he was cooking the chili and shelling the peas, and he's preaching his heart out. And they were responding. And then all of a sudden his throat got dry, and, and he reached up, and from the goblet there he took a drink, and he put it down on the pulpit. And for the rest of the service nobody said anything, and it was dead as a hammer. And after the, after, the, after the preaching time, he went into the minister's office and he said, listen, first part of that service was, well, I mean, they were engaged and it was awesome, but what happened the last half? And he said, well, you drank their baptismal pools. What happened? That's what happened. Friend, I'm telling you what, if you drink that baptismal pool, you, you're going to be waterlogged. Amen? You see, when we look at the what, when we look at the what, he was baptized, he was taken under the water. That's why we here at Wide Oak Baptist Church, we when you're baptized, we baptize you by immersion. By immersion. I have a friend that uh his first baptism, he was real young, just like I was at my first baptism. And, and uh he, he he told me, he said, uh Brother T, he said, I baptized this guy, and, and I noticed when I pulled him up that the top of his hair was still dry. And he said, before I even thought, I put him back down under again. <laughs> Just to make sure. <laughs> we, we believe in, 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 in immersion. Um, that's the what. And then the who. I want you to think about this. This is the who. You see, when you look at our text, Luke's gospel does not really even mention John the Baptist. Now, Matthew does and Mark does. Luke does when he writes the book of Acts. He he mentions John the Baptist, but not here in this passage of Scripture. But what we do find is that John the Baptist was the one that baptized Jesus. And he was reluctant to do it. If you've got your Bible there, you can turn to Matthew chapter 3, and I want to read it to you from God's Word. He was reluctant to baptize Jesus. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 14. It's on the screen. The Bible says this. And John tried to prevent him. John the Baptist tried to prevent Jesus from being baptized. Uh, That phrase there... In the Greek, it means over and over, he tried. I don't want to baptize you. I don't want to baptize you. He tried to prevent him saying this, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. When you look at this passage, I love what Jesus said in verse 15. If you got it there in your Bible, verse 15 says this, But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now See, there was a special timing to the baptism of Jesus There was a a special season, a a special timing I love the story about a five-year-old little boy That got new glasses and he was worried about wearing them to school And, uh, and, And so that first week went by and after the week was over His mom said, honey, how was it wearing your new glasses to school? And the little boy said, mama, I loved it. The boys wouldn't hit me and the girls wouldn't kiss me. I loved every minute of it. It It's just that season in life, that time in life. Here, this was a special season, a special time in life. Permit it to be so. What I love about the who here is that this is one of the most significant uh, passages about the Trinity that's in the Bible, because what you have is you have Jesus the Son being baptized, and then you have God the Father speaking from heaven. Notice what the Bible says in our in our text there. When all the people, verse twenty one of. Luke 3, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. I ask you if you believe that. We believe that. Mark says it like this, that the heaven was parted. That Greek word is only used one other time in the New Testament, and it's when the the veil of the temple was rent, when it was torn and so Mark says that the heaven was torn open, that, that it was opened. And notice what happens here. And a voice from heaven said, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And so you have Jesus, the Son, being baptized. You have God the Father speaking from heaven. Imagine that. And then you have the Holy Spirit Descending like a dove. It resembled a dove, the characteristics of a dove. It says in bodily form. As, as John looked on, and, and in John chapter 1, it, uh, he says, I saw this. The Holy Spirit remained on Jesus, is what he said in John chapter 1. I, I saw him remain on Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit descended and hovered and remained. Is gentle. A dove is gentle. A dove is peaceful and uh, symbolizes purity. That's why we, as Baptist pastors, we we baptize a certain way. And many others, not just Baptists. We baptize a certain way. Let me read to you out of Matthew chapter 28. Remember this verse? Matthew 28 and verse 19. Jesus said, This, go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I'm about to tell you an illustration of my first baptism as a pastor. And I've told you this illustration before but it's been quite a while ago. And The reason I'm repeating it is because to be honest with you, you don't have that many baptism examples. But here's another one. My first baptism when I was a new pastor. I'd been in youth ministry. But I started pastoring at 26. And uh, I was preaching my heart out. And one Sunday this man in his 80s walked down. And he gave his heart to Jesus. His name was Mr. City. S-I-T-T-Y. Mr. City. And, and I tell you what. We, we knelt down and, and we, we just prayed. And he asked Jesus to be a savior in his 80s church just went bananas that next sunday brother tony's gonna have his first baptism they're so proud of their little shepherd boy so proud of me and proud of what god was doing and uh so we got up there and we had curtains and the curtain opened up and i got mr city in that water and and so i put my hand up like we always do and and I baptized him, and I put him under, and I pulled him up. I'll never forget, as long as I live, he went like this. He pulled up. He went like this. He went, two more times. I just looked at him and said, huh? He went, two more times. I didn't know what to do. My church was giggling. They were laughing. <laughs> so I put him under again, and I pulled him up. I'm not kidding. He went, one more time. I thought, oh, my soul, my first baptism. What in the world? And he just kept going, one more time. And so I put him under again. I pulled him up. And he wobbled out of the baptism. And and I just looked, and the congregation, they were giggling, and they were laughing. And I prayed. I don't even know what I prayed. I just prayed. And, and I went back there. And after he towel dried and got dressed, I said, Mr. City. Why in the world did you have me baptize you three times? He looked at me and said, In the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And I said, I looked at him and said, You are one baptized dude, amen? You're a baptized dude. Friend, listen, here we see the the Trinity. God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit all at the baptism." But then why? Here's the last thing I want us to look at. Why? You see, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. And Jesus had nothing to repent of. Amen? Jesus had nothing to repent of. Let me read you some scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. Listen to these words. The Bible says, for He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. I love that passage. Don't you love that passage? Look at it again on the screen. For He made Him who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. In 1 Peter Uh, Chapter 2, I think it is, in verse 22, it says this, talking about Jesus who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. He committed no sin. And then in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points... Tempted as we are, church, look at this, yet without sin. And Pilate said this in Luke 23 and verse 4. Pilate said to him, to the chief priest and to the crowd, look at this, I find no fault in this man. You know why he found no fault in this man? Because there was no fault in that man. He was Jesus had no sin but john's baptism was a baptism of repentance and so why why was jesus baptized there are those that say he did it now listen there are those that say he did it just to please his mama i want you to look at your neighbor and say that's not true look at your neighbor and say that's not true that's not true look at your neighbor that's not true that's silly And then there are those false prophets that say that he did it because up until that time he was only a man and he did not become God until he was baptized. That is blasphemy. That is not true. There are others that that say that he was baptized uh, so that he could enter the priesthood. That's not true. And so why was he baptized? I'll tell you what. Let's let Jesus answer for Jesus. Amen? Let's let Jesus answer for Jesus in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 14. We read it a moment ago, but look at it again. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now. In other words, it's necessary, it's proper now. Why? For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. That's the reason. Jesus saw his life as a fulfillment of all righteousness, and it was. So Jesus lived a perfect life of obedience to everything uh, of the Father, And and, and the Father had commanded uh, baptism, and He lived His life in perfect obedience. He had never sinned, but it was to fulfill all righteousness. It's a beautiful example for you and for me. If you're here this morning and you have never been baptized, I encourage you, to be baptized if you have given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've been saved, you, you ought to be baptized. And when I take you down one time, don't come up and say two more times. But let me let me baptize you in obedience. Jesus, Jesus gave a, a beautiful, beautiful example of baptism. We're baptized uh, because we are following the Lord following the Lord. What an example. This week, it's been a busy, busy week for you and for me. This week, um, I was in a waiting room, a doctor's waiting room with uh, with Daniel. And uh, it's a very quiet, this, this particular waiting room is a very quiet waiting room. And... Um, And so as we were walking in, I said, "Daniel, this is quiet, so be quiet." And so he said, "Okay." So he walks in, and and we sit down, and we're sitting there, and uh, he looks over at me, and he says, "This." He goes, "You're smart." And I said, "You're," I said, "Thank you, thank you." A couple minutes later, he looked at me. He goes, "You handsome." I love hanging around with him, amen? I love it. And I looked at him and I said, thank you. Now, let me ask you a question. Why did he say, why did he look at me and say, you're smart? And why did he look at me and say, you're handsome? (laughs) I love audience participation. No, no. He said it because all the time I look at Daniel and I say You're so smart All the time I look at Daniel and I say You're so handsome But he also said something else um, I, uh, Daniel is a loving, loving, loving young man And, and that's great I mean, I love that, but I'm telling you what, there will be times that he will he'll hug me fifteen times in a row. I mean, he'll just hug me and hug me, and he'll want to kiss me and kiss me and hug me and kiss me and hug me and kiss me and hug me and kiss me. And I'm so busy, and and I'll say, I'll just look at him, and I'll go, private space like that. They don't look at me like that. Listen, I'm not being mean. But my soul, I got to shave sometime, you know. And so I'll just look at him and I'll say, Private space. The next day, I'm not getting, he'll hug me, hug me, and kiss me, kiss me, hug me. me. And I love it. But I got to eat sometime. And I'll look at him and say, Daniel, private space. Like that. So we're sitting in the same, listen, oh, we're sitting in this same waiting room, and he's already said, I love you, and and, and he's already said you're handsome, and, and, and you're smart, and so I, it's, it's been a rough week, you know my week, and so I was, whew, was, so just peaceful waiting in a waiting room, just waiting. So I put my hands behind my back like this, and, and I was just stretching, and And evidently, my elbow got over near his head. And he looked at me and he went, Private space. I'm the daddy. But he did it just with that little private space. Mocking his daddy. But the the reason that he was doing all this is because I hope give an example, not that one necessarily, but an example, try to live a life like you do before your children and, and your grandchildren. Aren't you glad, aren't you glad that our Jesus, who knew no sin, in that water, authenticated the, the ministry of John the Baptist. And he was baptized. And I'm so glad that when I was seven years old, I was able to be baptized. And uh, through these years, since '09, baptized a bunch of you. And maybe today somebody needs to be baptized next Sunday. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. going to have a time of invitation a time this morning of decision if you're here today listen you're here today and you've never you've never given your heart to Christ you're here today and and maybe just maybe this message is our eyes are closed our heads are bowed this message about baptism, maybe today you say, Preacher, I've never actually asked Christ to be my Savior. I encourage you to come. Come and place your hand in mine, and we'll share Jesus with you. Maybe you're here today, and you have been saved. You know it. You've been gloriously saved. But, but you've never been baptized by mercy. I encourage you to come. Will baptize you. Maybe today you just need to use this altar. Today you just need to come and get on bended knee. And God is ministering to your heart and speaking to your heart. And you just need to come and get on bended knee. Why don't you do so? Maybe you have been visiting and today's the day that you want to come and begin that process of placing your life here, here at White Oak to be your home. Very quietly, very reverently, would you stand? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Just stand, and I'm going to pray. And right after I pray, I invite you to come. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we bow before you today. God, we bow before you today, and I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to massage every heart. And Lord, if there's anyone here today, and and they're lost. They've never asked Christ to be their Savior. I pray that today, Lord Jesus, that they would come. Father, I do pray this morning. Especially, I pray that there's someone here, they've been saved, but but they've never been baptized, Father, that they would follow um, in the footsteps of Jesus. Gotta pray that our altars would be used, decisions made. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together, and as we sing, would you come?
1: away. stand here free with every stain forever washed away all my sin was washed away washed away you took them all there's not a trace I stand here free
0: You may be seated just for a moment. Uh, we are going to collect our uh, Samaritan purse boxes. And uh, already many of you have brought them up here. But uh, what we're going to do today is we're just going to, if you brought them, how many of you have some back there? Anybody have some back there? Okay, two or three have some back there. All right. I have asked David Walters to play. Some Samaritan Purse Collection music. All right, so he's going to do that right now. And as he plays, would you go ahead and bring those up here? And then we're going to pray and ask God to bless those that receive it. So if you've got boxes back there, I've already brought mine up here. Would you bring those at this time? Alright, thank you so much for doing that. I want to mention just a couple of things. First of all, I just heard that um, this afternoon at 4 o'clock there is a free concert at the Memorial Auditorium. The Chattanooga Sympathy and Lee Singers will be uh, performing. That is at 4 uh, this afternoon at the Memorial Auditorium. And, uh, and then I want to say uh, thank you to all of those who brought food uh, for yesterday um, and um, the dishes are in the Daryl and Dean Newman Fellowship Hall And you can pick those up But thank you so much for all that uh, participated in that We want to continue to pray uh, for your family uh, We love you guys And and uh, we are lifting you guys up uh, The Foster family Karen, we're praying for you as well And, and your loss and Bobby And your loss and Ginger uh, too And so Let's stand together, and I'm going to close us in prayer, and um, we're going to pray for these uh, boxes that are uh, collected here and also those at the Access Campus. Pray that God would uh, just bless as they are delivered. Let's pray together. Our Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bow before you, and Lord, I just pray that you would be uh, with those who have lost loved ones this week. Father, I pray that you would comfort them and strengthen them, Lord Jesus. God, I pray for the ministry here of this Samaritan's Purse. Um, These boxes, Father, I pray that um, as they're collected today, uh, Lord, all over this uh, country and sent out later that you would, uh, Father, just place it in the hands of those who would need it. And, And God, those who Uh, could understand the love of of king jesus Um, lord i pray that you would be with us this afternoon and uh, and lord jesus just uh, give us rest and i pray god that you would bring us back together again to to lift you up and to worship you in jesus name amen tell five people that you love them before you leave today